0: with us right now is Parker Nash. Uh, Parker, you are a brand strategist. Uh, You you focus on brand messaging and marketing, and you are the founder of Parker Nash Marketing. Your website is parkertnash.com. Parker, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Well, and, and I should point out too that you have a long and storied background as a leader at Nike. So I mean talk about a what an incredible uh, you know a place to grow and learn best practices around what we're talking about. You know, I think if there's one thing that Nike knows, Nike knows their brand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you're, you're, you're spot on and gosh, we could talk probably for, for a whole day or more about this kind of stuff, but, yeah, I spent 11 years at Nike. And through that process, that, that you know, kind of lucky opportunity to be at one of the greatest marketing, branding product companies in the world, I, got, I really got a front row seat to see how a company and brand like Nike goes about marketing, branding, creating product, and building a following of not just customers, but absolute raving fans. And they have a word for it in, in the in the Nike you know, shoe uh, shoe world, it's called sneakerheads because they're so diehard passionate about Nike brand that it was just an incredible experience to see that. And I think one of the greatest things and opportunities I had was after being there for a while, is the realization that, you know, if you're from the outside of a Nike, you might think, well, Nike is so successful because they have a billion dollars to throw it resources, to throw at ads and campaigns and do all these kinds of things. And while it's, you know, I'm sure you and I could do quite a bit with a billion dollars ourselves too, but it's not the only reason they're successful. Brands like Nike, and it's not just brands like Nike, I'm willing to bet pretty much any billion dollar brand is successful because they have a key foundation of principles about branding and marketing that has allowed them to be successful. And that's where I started to realize uh, working there, I started to look at other businesses outside of Nike, small businesses, entrepreneurs, mission-driven businesses. And I was going, man, I know these places have great products or services, but they are not reaching the people that can really use the products and services that they have because they aren't adhering to some of these key principles of marketing and branding.
0: Yeah. Um, so what, tell me about your work that you do today. Like, who are you typically working yeah. with? Like, who would be a really great fit for you in terms of like maybe stage of business, industry, that sort of thing? Yeah, so I call them
1: mission-driven businesses, startups, and entrepreneurs. And it's people that have great product services. They may be innovative products or services, or they may be people that have, uh, are experts, have been doing what they're doing for quite a while. And they're past the... Uh, You know, they're really starting to, they're either trying to when the startup phase, try to scale, or if they are a more established business, they're trying to get past that plateau where you get to that certain point where you're, you've gotten successful. You've, you've been able to build a little bit of business. And then now you're going, all right, how do we get to the next level? And the two ways I really help these types of businesses are one is find the right words to use in their marketing, to attract more customers. And two, take the guesswork out of marketing their business so they can grow their business. And a lot of that is done through copywriting, brand messaging, and marketing strategies. And you know, frankly, that's where I see, again, whether you're a startup or you're a business that has been established for a while, uh, I'm working with a lot of people that are experts and have come up with these products or services where frankly, for their own good, they kind of know too much. Mm. And that's where the marketing, the branding kind of goes off the rails, yeah. which is they struggle to talk about their business in a way that gets people to go, oh, I, I know what you I know what you do, I know who you serve, I know the problem you solve. And that's the problem I have. Tell I, I need that. Tell me more about that. That's what I call messaging mistakes. And there are four major messaging mistakes that I see a lot of businesses and brands make. And the first one is what I call the me monster. <laughs>
0: uh, the meme so, I i was just commenting on your social media about that. So does Brian Regan. Are you familiar with that? So I this is on... based
1: on Brian. This is based yeah, okay, on great, Brian great. So Okay, we have another Brian <laughs> Regan fan. This is great. Because... I
0: feel okay. So after this podcast, my friend who's listening to this right now, go, jump on YouTube <laughs> and search for Brian Regan. I walked on the moon. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So go ahead, Parker. Let's, let's, let's to explain, interrupt. Let's
1: explain. Let's explain this a little bit which is so Brian Regan is my favorite comedians and he has a bit. I walk on the moon and he talks about how inevitably he hates to go to cocktail parties or dinner parties because he gets cornered by the guy. That's the me monster. Who's pounding his chest going me, me, me. I, you know, I have this business. I have two houses. I just bought this expensive watch, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, Oh my gosh, this guy just talks about himself nonstop, which the whole bit ends with Brian saying, that's why I wish I was one of the 13 men that walked on the moon because no matter what I'd be able to go, Oh, that's interesting. That reminds me of the time I walked on the moon and he'd have an <laughs> ultimate Trump card, no matter what this me monster is saying or talking about, whatever it is. So long story short, again, go check out that bit. It's too funny, but the reason uh, it's applicable here is because so many business owners and entrepreneurs think that I have to talk about my business to validate to prove to people that what i do works and it ends up coming off in a way that is absolutely bragging and it's a massive turnoff and here's the thing is this is what we all have to realize is that nobody cares about our customers do not care about our our brands our products our businesses they only care about our products and services and businesses help them succeed so that is what we need to do is talk about how and position our businesses in a manner that shows it's all about you, the, my customer, client, my consumer, and how I'm going to help you. So that's the, that's the first mistake is, is the me monster mistake. The second one is for, I'm sure, you know, your audience being pretty established business owners and entrepreneurs is one that a lot of people run into, which is using jargon or confusing language. And that comes down to being an expert, knowing too much about what you do. And this is really a curse of knowledge, right? It's, I know so much about what I do that I can't, um, I can't back up and remember the fact that my customers and clients don't know as much as I do. And so that's why so many brands and businesses, they actually talk features and functions all the time. And nobody cares about your features or functions of your products or services. They only care about, the benefits the outcomes they you can you can uh, extrapolate from your your services that you provide so we got to cut the jargon we got to talk like our our customers talk in a way that our customers can understand really simply so that's that's messaging messaging mistake number 2 messaging mistake number 3 is one that i see quite a bit and this happens often and this is trying to be everything to everyone and if you you know if you've been in business for a while yep this is what <laughs> this is what one, I'm. I, mean, I'm just, I, I I'm love this nothing. because if you're
0: everyone to everyone, you're you're nothing to nobody. It's, exactly, it's,
1: it's the the friend. <laughs> you're just to everyone. so
0: watered down. You're commoditized. Yeah, it's, and
1: it's just and it's it's, it's yeah sea of noise. One hundred percent. And it's the it's the old saying: the friend to everyone is a friend to no one. And it's because you haven't staked your claim on who can I serve, who can I help, and it's not. I think it comes from a really good place, and actually, it's. A lot of times for more established businesses and entrepreneurs, it is actually a victim of their own success, which is the drift away from your key services or the key customers or clients you can help because you did such a good job for that core base of uh, customers and clients you could help that they told other people. And so you're and, Hey, can you also do this? Yeah, I can also do that, but it ends up getting, you know, you get down to a path where you're like, gosh, I don't know who I'm helping. I don't know who, you know, really what, how I'm helping them either. And actually this is um, two things. One is this is a, something I'm helping with a client right now. I have him gone through a workshop and this is a problem he suffered. He does video marketing for real estate agents, but we helped him get really clear on that because before this he was doing his messaging was video marketing, accountability, coaching for fill in the blank. We, we didn't know. And so it got really muddy. It got really confusing. And so we started a process of, okay, what is your key service? What's your key service that people can immediately buy and use and get quick wins and valuable wins from? And two, who loves you the most? Who gets the most value out of what you're doing? And that's where it came down to video marketing for real estate agents. And the clarity he has from it, he literally said he had a weight lift off his shoulder. He goes, I don't have that that you know analysis paralysis anymore. I know the path. To go back down and follow now but to another point is trying to be everything to everyone like if you look at brands like nike they go people may look and see nike and go oh my gosh a, a brand like nike serves so, millions of consumers and they make products for everybody on the outside it may look like they make products for everybody but on the inside they do and then spend an enormous amount of time figuring out who specifically are we creating product for in each one of their categories of sport, their product lines, and all these things, you know, all those areas, they get really, really specific. And at the same time, they get really specific about who they don't want to serve. And a really good example of this was a handful of years ago, brand campaign came out, I think it was about 2018. And it was starring Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I was going to
0: say, I know where you're going. <laughs>
1: yeah, right, 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 right. quarterback of the 49ers. He took a stance, he was taking a a knee at the football games, protesting. We don't need to get into the politics whether we agree or disagree with this, but it's a really interesting little mini case study of showing how a brand like Nike goes about this, which is they created this campaign that says, uh, be willing to stand for something even if it means risking everything. So Kaepernick since then has not been in the league. He's kind of been blackballed. People won't bring him in, you know, has he been blackballed, is he not good enough? Whatever, doesn't matter but they created this campaign and it made a huge uproar. People, you know, a lot of analysts were going, this is gonna stock or sink Nike stock. They're gonna take an absolute nosedive. But what they didn't account for was that the people inside at Nike had spent so much time figuring out who are our consumers? What do they value? What is important to them? What are they thinking? And so through doing that work, through knowing what motivates them, they were able to create this brand campaign that spoke directly to what was top of mind for them. And it created a stronger bond because they took a stance saying, this is what we believe in. And we know you guys believe in this too. And since then, I don't know, market cap, probably only gone up a couple billion more, if not 10 billion more, I'm not sure what it's been, but it's, you know, Nike has only gained more steam since doing that because it helped self-select of who wants to be a Nike consumer. The people that were already nike fans doubled down and go this is my only brand now and the people that were already on the fence or maybe just not even really nike consumers are just certainly now we're not going to waste our time on them so it's a great example of not trying to be everything to everyone and when you do you get really muddled muddy and confusing and generic you don't take a stance for anything
0: yeah and and i think too generationally too i think you know um this is only becoming more important. So, you know, I know mm-hmm. I've talked with uh, a lot of very, very smart marketing folks. Um, so generationally, we see this is becoming more and more important. So your millennials and your Gen Zs, before they'll engage or even consider buying your product, they right. want to know, okay, cool, you have a backpack, but what are you about, right? They're, right. they're looking for that. What causes do you support? What right. is the lifestyle? Like, and it might be subconscious, you yes. know, uh, and, and most probably is most of the time, but where it's just a generic, okay, cool. I've got five other backpack brands I could choose from, but I feel a connection to community. I feel, you know, this, you know, this kind of this human to human, like I, I see your I see people Patagonia, like I know who you are and what you stand for. Like I, I see this, you know, you've, you've described a lifestyle and, and, you know, this set of core beliefs and Man, that aligns with who I am. And so I want a part of that. And not everybody believes what Patagonia, you know, is, you know, it continually talks about in all of their messaging, but they know who their audience is. And boy, you know, that's how we get, you know, we turn passive consumers into rabid fans. I identify with this. This is like, there's brands like that, that, um, you know, I, I'm in, especially in the age of social media. You know, if you want passive consumers, go generic. If you want active, rabid, raving fans, start communicating what you stand for. So, I mean, 100% spot on, nail uh,
1: nail on the head here. And a couple things. One, I hope people don't think that you don't have to take a political stance on things to communicate what you stand for or believe in, right? It does not have to be all politics. Uh, so one, it's not to be political Two, uh, notice things about Patagonia is we know what they stand for. And it's not, they don't stand for 10 things. They stand for basically one or two things, you know, the environment getting outdoors and creating great product. And that's their whole thing. They've stuck to that over and over. They don't expand beyond that because when they do that, it dilutes their brand. But another thing you just hit on too, which is something I learned kind of the hard way and probably took me too longer to catch on to this when I was working at Nike was do not sell products and services. If we just sell our products and services of of our businesses, it's a race to the pricing bottom. It's just a, okay, how much does this cost? What's more important is selling a identity transformation because people are buying a better version of themselves, whether it's your product or service, they're going to buy a, why do they buy it? It's because they're buying a better version of themselves. And again, I learned this through, we were doing a focus group when I was working at Nike I was working on this apparel line and we were with four or five consumers. And this is pretty standard practice. We'd show them um, products we're working on to see, Hey, to get us some insights on what do they what are they interested? What do they like? What do they dislike? So it can influence next season's year's products. And so I had this one t-shirt that I was going to show them. And I I almost didn't show them because I was like, ah, whatever. Right. But so I'm glad, but I'm really glad I did show them because to explain what the t-shirt was, it had a big Nike swoosh logo on the chest and underneath it were, were, was the word athlete. So it kind of read like swoosh athlete, like Nike athlete. And I was like, I think that's kind of silly to have an athlete on your, on your shirt, whatever. But anyways, I showed it to these guys, these five guys. And they all went, they all went, whoa, 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 stop. What is that? And I said, what is what? <laughs> what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, 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 that's it. That's it. I'm like, what do you mean that's it? That's what we want. I said, tell me more. What does that mean? And they said, We want to, we want to be a Nike athlete. And I was like, oh, that's where the light went off which was they aren't buying the t-shirt because it has a swoosh and a word on it they're buying it because it's they identify and want to become a nike athlete they want to be an athlete and that's actually one of nike's mottos is if you have a body you're an athlete and so no matter what level of skill you're on we we are all athletes and nike's products that they create will help you become a better athlete no matter which level which place you're on, whether you're just starting to run your first mile or you're uh Elliot Kipchoge who just broke his own record for trying to go almost t- below two hours in America.
0: Amazing. Oh my gosh. Amazing. <laughs> like as, as an avid runner, yeah. uh, I, I cannot stress like what a, what a huge moment for, for endurance running. And then you watch the, go, okay, that's another thing. Go watch the video of him crossing the finish line yeah. and just try, and then look at the statistics and the, the, the math. Of that, of the pace that he had to, and then you see him crossing the the line. He's like, just da da da, da, you know, getting his coach. What's next, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's a superhuman feat, and that's why. But that's what again. This goes all back to whether I'm running my first mile or Kipchoge. Like we're all aspiring to be better versions of ourselves. Yep. And so, if we can position our products and services, no matter what our business is and how it helps people become a better version of themselves, that's where you create purpose behind what you're doing. And again, it doesn't have to be all political. That can be your purpose is the transformation, the identity you help people assume by using your products and services.
0: All right, so your website is parkertnash.com, Parker. Um, when somebody goes there and they've been listening to our conversation, by the way, I got to compliment you. Great interview. Talk about meaty interview. You bring great content. Okay, when someone goes to your website and they're like, I, I need more Parker, like where do they go? What are the ne- What's the next step for our friend who's listening to our conversation? Yeah,
1: so website parkertnash.com and then I have a free resource for your listeners if I could shoot that out, but it's Parker. Yes, and- of course parkertnash.com slash boost. It's called the three-part business boost. And really what it is, is three quick videos that are taking a lot of these influences that I learned from Nike. And you're going to learn how to market like a Nike, like a billion dollar brand. And in these three videos, you're going to learn how to talk about your business the right way. You're going to learn how to create an effective website. And you're going to learn about the two key marketing assets you need to grow your business. So short and sweet, really quick videos. You're going to walk away with a ton of value. And that's Nash. Dot com slash boost
0: awesome parker nash thank you so much again your website parker T. Nash for uh, parkertnash.com forward slash boost you got it awesome thank you so much parker for joining us thanks appreciate it